What's going on, my babies? Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Word. I'm your host, Jackie, and this is The Spiritual Word. If you're new, uh, I talk about spirituality, psychology, self-help, science, and philosophy. If those are things that you're interested in, then I recommend subbing or following. And I apologize for any noises in the background in advance and anything of that nature. My family just gave me uh, some food, so I'm going to be eating in this episode just because I, I like food. And I don't want to rush me eating food. There's also a cat sitting on the trash can. Anyways, so I just recently got into this book. And this book is called The Science of the Mind. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds like um, like something that I'm interested in. And what I want to be learning is how to use my energy in a correct way. That will be beneficial for me, just because I feel like I've kind of, not that I've forgotten, but I've been in this, oh, that cat just stole a burrito. (laughs) I've been in this um, period in my life where I kind of forget to take care of myself. And so right now I'm in a really, I feel like it's, now or never. Like, I'm really in a crucial moment of taking care of myself. And so, that's why I bought this book. And that book is so fat, man. Like, I am not a reader by any way, by any means. Like, my free time, I don't spend reading. Like, I'm not a reader. And so, when I looked at this book, it intimidated me. But it also made me want to read it because I know that if I can read this fat book, That, one, I'm going to feel so proud of myself when I finish it. And two, it's going to be extremely beneficial for me in the long run. And the words are pretty big. Like, I'm not even going to lie. The words are pretty big, so it's not even that long of a book. And so, anyways, getting on topic. Also, thanks for tuning in and tapping in if you're a returning baby. I always forget something. So, I was sitting there reading the book yesterday. And... It was talking about how the subconscious mind and the conscious mind are one, but they're split into two parts for there to be a process of, like, how mechanically things are done. And, like, everybody talks about the matrix and, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. I get it, spirituality. And it makes sense because everything is, like, mechanical. But I don't like the terminology that most people use, so I try not to use that terminology, which is why I never talk about, like, the matrix and how to escape the matrix and blah 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 just because I feel like that's a little bit clickbaity just because of the terminology that's being used and I feel like most of the terminology that's used is um how do I what is the word for it it's like um trend it's a trend of words and I like to use words that I know are going to be around for a long time like the and matrix I feel like that has its own meaning and it's constantly going to be changing and it's constantly changing and oh my gosh my little sister put a sweater on her cat and it looks so funny sorry ADD kick my ass right now so ADD kick my ass every day I just realized anyway so um besides that I'm reading this book and it's talking about how I'm a raindrop in the ocean but I don't understand that I'm one thing I'm water We're all the same thing. But in order to experience 
what it's like to not be water per se, like to to have another point of view. I have to be a raindrop. And so most people don't really recognize that they're a raindrop in the ocean. And so they think that there's some sort of special thing. Not to say that you're not special, but I think that they cut themselves off from all being in a way that's not beneficial for them. In a, like the best way I can explain it is like you don't give yourself enough credit because we are God. And most people are going to sit there and deny that they're God because who am I to think that I'm that special? And so you cut yourself off, but you cut yourself off from being, like, happy in a way. Because you think you have to earn your your right to be happy. And most people live their life in that sense or in that convention. And I think that it's also partially due to the matrix of things. And in a way that our reality works, like, you have to pay money in order to get something. But in order to receive that money, you have to go out and put in work. And most people, like... When I was working at this pizza shop, this dude came in and he tried to, he asked me if we accept food stamps, which in America, food stamps is like, the government will give you like an allowance, but it's only used for food and it's not, you can't use it on food that's already made. Like it has to be food that's cold, like stuff that you have to cook at home. You can buy frozen food with it, but the food itself has to like, you have to cook it. So you can buy milk and produce and stuff that you can make other things with at home. But you can't buy stuff like KFC. You can't buy pizza. There is some fast food places that accept it. But it's like a very rare thing. Like I think McDonald's accepts food stamps. But I think it's because McDonald's is made for people who are cheap. Like it's made for the fast food. It's, you know, that's the whole point of that. And, oh my gosh, this shit is dripping. Ah. It just splattered on my phone. All the grease. Anyways. So. It's a good thing I have napkins in here. Because if not, I'd be screwed. But anyway, so. I was working and this guy asked us while I was working in his food uh, place. If we accept food stamps. And I was like, no, sorry, we don't accept food stamps. And then my store manager, it's just me and the store owner, or not the store owner, the store manager at that time. Because that dude ended up getting fired. But that's irrelevant. So he and I are the only two people there. And he comes up to me and he's like, that dude looks healthier and more fit than I am. So I don't know why he can't just get a job and whoop, whoop, whoop and like judging the fuck out of this kid, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because if anything, I'm going to be judging you for judging him. Because who are you to judge? You work at a, a freaking food place and you're acting like this is your whole life savings. You, you're acting like you own this place. You act like this is your business. And like his life really afflict, affects and afflicts your life. Which I get it. Some people have that tendency to like put a lot of power into other people's hands but it's really not that deep you know and he was just judging him and I was like mm. and that's what I mean when sorry I'm chewing that's what I mean when I say that most people 
think that they have to earn their their place. And not even most people, just some people. But it's not the case. And people who have food stamps and you know who have assisted housing or assisted living or assisted anything they deserve to be here which is why the government provides that right for them in the first place now i do understand that some people do take advantage and some people can take advantage and some people will take advantage right in front of you like if i was working at walmart and i watched somebody steal I do understand that that's like a big no-no, right? That's a big no-no. But it's not my place to sit there and determine that. That's what we have law for. That's what we have judges for. And now, you know, I do understand the frustration of like working there and watching people steal. Because yeah, that does get annoying. Like I used to be a security guard at Ross and I'd watch people steal all the time. So like I get that it's annoying and it's irritating. Especially if it's your job to protect that. You know, like, it was my job to make sure that people didn't steal. But I didn't have the power to do that because I can't force anybody to do anything. I can't force you to eat. I can't force you to drink. I can't force you to love. I can't force you to hate. I can't force you to do anything. And most people are trying to force their, you know, the conditions that need to apply for them in order for them to get everything that they want to get. Like, most people... Nah, I have to stop saying most people because it's some people. Some people will get themselves to be conscious and then not really recognize or understand what they're like, what's being fed to them. And it's not my place to sit here and like judge them or anything like that. But I do want to assist those particular people because I know what it's like to be in that position. And if I was in that position, most of the time I wanted guidance. In that being in that position, because I had so many fears, I had so many doubts, so many worries, so much stuff was going through my brain, and so I I want to provide a little bit of ease in that type of person, just because if I was them, I'd want that. You know what I mean? And so me being that person, and I also had a lot of crazy dreams last night that were actually really good dreams. Like for me. I really like dreams. I like all the dreams. But also irrelevant. I don't know why. So, besides that, getting back on topic because I have a tendency to just ramble. I was reading this book and it's talking about how we are the ocean. But we are not conscious of being the ocean because we're just a single raindrop in the ocean. But you can't count how many raindrops are in the ocean. And same thing goes for I'm a grain on the sand. But I can't count all the grains on on the beach. And because I can't count them, I think that, well, I'm not a part of them. Because if I was a part of them, we would all be one thing. Like, I wouldn't exist. And I think that the idea of separation, or the illusion of separation, is very huge in why people don't grasp certain spiritual concepts and everything comes back to the fact that we are this one thing we're not separate the fact that i'm eating a burrito it means that like i'm literally this burrito which explains why i love food so much because i love meat and meat is great and meat tastes good and 
I was, I always have this like playful banter with my little sister, and I'm like, sometimes I just don't want to be here. Like sometimes it's just not fun for me. And obviously, I don't mean that ultimately, right? Or else I would have been gone. But there's some moments where I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want, I don't. Fuck this place, yeah. And so I, I always tell her, I'm like, if I come back reincarnated as a little kid, and I come and I tell you that I am the egg, are you gonna believe me? And she's like, no. And I'm like, that's crazy, but I'm literally telling you in this lifetime to believe me in the next. And I think that that's another another um, point to what I'm trying to convey. Most people don't accept the fact that we are one, that we are the same thing, because of a fearful relationship with oneself. And that could be having fear of the world itself, because I do understand that, like... The world is not a very, like, it's not a very pretty picture. You know what I mean? Like, there's people who lie, there's people who rob, there's people who cheat, there's people who lie, there's people who steal, there's people who kill, and that itself, to us, because we put yes, no, up, down, right, wrong, because of the contrast, it enables us to feel fear right and because we have the ability to feel fear most people live out of fear and most people live out of a survival instinct we are animals therefore we're going to have an instinct to want to survive even at the downfall of another being right and it's why people eat meat it's why people you know go out and steal and lie and cheat and rob and do all these things that i would deem as a bad thing right and Just because I deem it to be a bad thing doesn't mean that they deem it to be a bad thing. Because if it's helping their life, even at the detriment of another person, they're going to do that. Like, if I was starving, starving, I would probably go steal food. And to everybody else in this society, you could just, you know, judge me and say, well, why don't you just go get a job? Why don't you just earn your right to be in this society? Why don't you just earn a living? Earn. That's such a key word in this existence. And I think it's why we ultimately forget that we're just the same thing. I don't need to earn my place as a human being. I am a human being. Therefore, I have the right to exist. Oh my god, that cat is back for another burrito. Should I give him mine? Sure. Sorry. So I think that sometimes we we forget that we don't need to earn our place. And I think this is more so for me. Because I don't need to earn my place being here. And I am the ocean, but I'm a raindrop experiencing itself so that there can be an ocean. Because if there was no raindrops... There would be no collective of an ocean. If I didn't exist. If you didn't exist. There would be nobody making these videos. And there would be nobody listening. You know what I mean? It takes a leader to be a follower. It takes good to be bad. And I think that sometimes. We have a tendency to forget that we're just everything. We're all of it. And why sometimes we hate ourselves. And why sometimes we love ourselves. And why sometimes 
we want certain things over other things. It's just a part of us. We just want something more than another thing. And whatever that thing is, is usually our subconscious mind or the programs that operate this machinery. Um. Hmm. And I don't know anything. And you don't know anything. And yet, another person can still sit opposing, opposite to me. And say, everything that I'm talking about is absolute bullshit. While another person could sit there and be like, that's so real, that's so facts. You know? And at the end of the day, I'm just reflecting to you some part of you that exists. And... Something that I read in that book that really, like, punched me in the gut was the fact that he said, creation is a creative. And I also have some stuff written down that I also wanted to state in today's episode. So, I forgot about that until now, so bear with me. So, I have this written in my notes. And I use numerology to kind of explain this. So, number one is the mind. The mind, all it does is think. Number two is the belief. And in the the integration of mag- magnetation. Or mag... Is that a word? Magnetation? Mag- magnetizing? Anyway, that's number two. Three is feelings. The vibrations that create. Four is the 5D energy solidifying into reality. If Also, four is the number of st- stability, which is like why chairs have four legs and why tables have four legs. It's for the stability. Or why there needs to be four points of contact for stability. Number five, changes occur and catches up into 3D. Which is where you find variety. Number six is reflection. And the... The reasoning. When you have a a reflection, usually will point things out of like, Oh, that's why, that's why, that's why. You know, like you find the reasons out. Number seven, sorting happens. Which is a spiritual occurrence. Like, I know what I like and I know what I don't like based off of my spirit, based off of my personality. My personality is derived from my spirit. And number eight is refinement and retunement. Eight is like material number. And material, it's like the the doubling of a four, right? Two times four is eight. And four is the number of stability. And eight is the number of material. And then number nine and the final number is integration where everything comes to completion and everything is involved and enveloped and put in an envelope sealed and shipped away. So here's another thing that I wrote while I was reading this book because I don't want to just read this book to read this book. I want to read this book and like really reflect on it and think about it. So I'm gonna make you think right now. 
So this is what I wrote. The mind simply is. We have good thoughts and bad thoughts. None of our thoughts are bad. And none of our thoughts are good. We as people believe in good and bad. But creation simply is. The mind simply is. It's just a mind. Creation is a creative. And creation is unconditional. There is no contracts. There is no up and down. No yes. No yes. No yo. No no. It is. It exists. Bound. Not to limits. Loving its creation. Your thoughts are just a creative stream that it has. But it's not an infinite, but it has an infinite amount. Change can occur when you're conscious of that. Change will not occur just because. Change will occur no matter what. What's the cause? Sorry, the way that I'm, I write is like, I need to really clarify what I'm saying. Let me zoom out. And also I'm just going to kind of like reread a little bit of them. Just because I can barely read. Which is why I bought this fat book. And why I'm talking about this fat book. Because I need to read it. So it is what it is. It exists. Bound to no limits. Loving its creation. Your thoughts are just a creative stream. But it has an infinite amount. Change can occur and will occur due to no cause, due to a cause. An effect will occur from the cause. The cause is what it is. We have the ability to direct through knowing that creation simply is a creative. We can also allow it to simply be. To embrace all that we can Oh, this is an analogy that I wrote, I wrote down. So I was thinking about this. I was thinking about how we can accept everything. But in order to fully embrace the fact that we are creation or we are creator. This is something that I was thinking about yesterday too. I've always been obsessed with Native American culture and um, Hindu culture and Asian culture. But not for their culture. For their religion. And for their beliefs. Like Buddhism is something that really interests me. Um, Hinduism. Is something that really intrigues me. Uh, Muslim. Or the religion. Uh, really really intrigues me. Um, and Native American beliefs. Really intrigue me. Because they don't have like a religion. It's just. It is what it is. And. There's another one that I can't remember. But anyway, those um what's it called? Those uh religions really capture my attention because of the things that they talk about and the things that they they explain. And I was thinking about this in a religious like in a religious sense to embrace all that we can't limit our own ability to use both hands. But what we can do is use both hands to show that we're ready to expand and embrace all that is and all that could be. 
And I wanted to use this analogy in the sense of like... Oops. I wanted to use this analogy in the sense of love. Because we are everything. And everything includes love. And, you know, it includes all of it. But in order for me to fully love somebody and to embrace somebody for all that they are and all that they can be and all that they're showing and all that I can be in, you know, everything, I can use one hand. But I'm limiting my own ability to fully embrace all that somebody else is, right? Like, a hug to me is something that goes miles because it's a simple action that can show so much about a person and so basically if i want to hug somebody i'm not gonna just use one hand and i'm not gonna sit here and say that i've never used one hand to hug people because that's also a lie but like how do i say this in order for me to fully involve myself with another person or to embody and embrace right to embrace another human being you use both hands and i can side hug you it doesn't really make a difference right but the analogy that i'm using is like the more i love you the more i can show that would be to show you through my body my body language and if I side hug you, you probably are like, mm, you know, it's nothing like special. But if I hug you with both hands, you're like, wow, this person like wants to be here. And the analogy that I was thinking about while I was reading this book is that if we're everything and that includes love. It's kind of like I'm not going to limit my ability to show you love by giving one handed hugs when I can give you two handed hugs. I have that ability to give you two-handed hugs, and me giving you a two-handed hug will reflect that back to you. I'm using all that I can be to show that to you. And I don't think that there's a limit on side hugs, you know, like, I don't think that you can love something more than not. Like, I know people who don't like hugs, so I give them hand hugs. I just put my hand and we, you know, put our thumbs, like, on the back of each other's hands. So, there's no limit on love itself but there can be a limit if you create a limit right like if i don't like hugs and i'm like not nah, hand hug we can hand hug that's a limit that's as far as i'm willing to go right that's a boundary and there's no boundaries to this existence this existence simply is and it's boundless it's timeless it goes on forever so there's no limiting factors. The only limiting factor is what I'm able to con like conceive and what I'm able to convey. Which is why I talk about how like words are really hard for me and you know, English and stuff and language is a very limiting expression because I could just feel something. But we're not on the same page, so if I'm feeling something and you don't know what I'm feeling because you are not attuned to my vibration then I have to use words to tell you just like how you know I have to ex I have to sit here and make these videos in order for you to understand what's going on in my brain you know but anyways that's it I'm just gonna end this here just because it went way over the time thanks for tuning in and tapping in I still didn't finish my burrito but it's fine um thanks for tuning in and tapping in if you're new 
I recommend subbing or following if this is something that intrigues you because this is what I'm going to be talking about a lot more lately. And if you're a returning baby, thanks for tuning in and tapping in. You know I love you. And if I haven't seen you in a while, I'll miss you. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to my friend on the PlayStation. And I was like, I should talk to this this one kid that I stopped talking to. And she was like, you should, you should just hit him up and see what he says. And I'm like, I'm going to be like, I miss you. Where you been? Where you been at? And that's just like a funny thing to me. Like, it's it's really not funny. And it has no explanation. But it's just funny to me. Like, it's just funny for no reason. I don't know why I laugh at that. But it is what it is. And also, if you know me IRL, you know that I laugh when people, when I like... I'll ask somebody to say apartment, and then I'll copy them, and I'll be like, apartment? And that's so funny to me. It's not funny. But it's so funny to me, you know? And anyways, got off topic. If you're a returning baby, if you're a new baby, thanks for tuning in, tapping in. Thanks for being here. Thanks for existing. Thanks for being you. Never stop being you. Until, you know, the day that you don't have that choice. But even then, I hope to see you in some sort of soul room, you know, where everybody's like, oh, I'm a soul now. Anyway, or I hope to see you in a different realm, or if we get reincarnated, you know? Anyways, thanks for tuning in and tapping in. You know, I love you, you know, I appreciate you, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.